Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions, Steve Dash, Rinko Levers. Hey, everybody, from the King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. <laughs> I am Steve, the Tolstoy of Twitter, Olivas, and from there, the jester of Yemen, Indiana, he is James, the Dr. Seuss of social media, Breakwell. How you doing tonight, James? <laughs> Just admiring how you're scraping the bottom of the barrel on these intros here. <laughs> 46 <laughs> episodes in and you are out. <laughs> <laughs> I had to work in King of Prussia, which is one of the craziest city names on earth, and here I am, a suburb of Philadelphia. Wow, that's uh, that's quite a name. I guess they they love their their Prussia, which does not exist anymore. That, that hasn't existed since what pre World War One. Yeah, it's like uh, the king of the Byzantine Empire. I don't know how that works. Well, either. you know, I live in Indiana, and like every city around here just repeats the name of a city in a foreign country, or sometimes just they just take the name of a country. There's a <laughs> Russia, Indiana. Or Russiaville, no one kidding. or the other. Yeah, they just take the name. Like, why not? We haven't had a... <laughs> I think there's a Moscow, Illinois. I mean, just, you know, not, not to be confused with the regular Moscow. There's a Peru, Indiana. We've had that one come up before. And somebody, Where am I sending this to? Am I sending it to Peru, Peru, or Indiana, Peru? So, yeah. That's roughly the same thing. Yeah, you know, only apart by a few thousand miles. I'm sure the postman can work that out. <laughs> and one Machu Picchu, but you've probably got a smaller version of that in Indiana with all the mountainous region that you have. Yeah, there. The, the tallest hill where I live is an interstate overpass. So we're a very mountainous region <laughs> over here. Well, welcome to Wrong and Wronger, everybody. And I know with a full two minute intro of absolutely nothing, you are getting a good taste of what we're good at. <laughs> This is the podcast where James, the exploding unicorn, the guy everybody follows on Twitter and I, the guy that nobody even knows, we debate topics that mean nothing to nobody but everything to people on Twitter because today, James, we have the granddaddy of Twitter topics. What are we going to debate today when we finally get into it? We are going to debate hard shell versus soft shell tacos. The topic's so tacos. great, we honestly were, when somebody suggested it, we were dumbfounded that we hadn't done it already. I mean, of all the of all the the pointless minutiae we could debate, I mean, this is like the, the, the top of the heap, and we have we have just left it. I guess we've left it till we were more skilled at debating, so we didn't waste it. You know, now now that we're in the swing of things, we can really we can we can achieve our greatest episode right now. <laughs> sure, or as we were desperately trying to cling to the last two followers, listeners that we have. Either way, yeah, that's probably. <laughs> So we, uh, if you're new to the show, welcome, and uh, we're sorry, but we uh, usually exchange compliments and then flip the Guam quarter of fate and decide on the fly who is going to debate which side of the argument. And uh, the compliment segment of the show is always the one that I know people tune into. They uh, they bring their families around and stare at the radio, like when the old timey radio shows were on with uh, Orson yeah, Welles like, doing War of the Worlds. It's like FDR's fireside chat. I mean, that's the kind of entertainment you're about to get. It brings everyone together yes. and just fills your yeah. heart with warmth and hate, one or the other. Maybe both. We'll see. 
we'll put a chicken in every pot. And uh, so I want to know, what is your compliment today, James? Because, you know, this I, it's miserable for me being on the road. This, the compliment <laughs> segment, is the one thing that carries me through. Please, uplift my spirits. Well, I would like to compliment you for, for not hiding from the fans. So every week I call you at a different <laughs> random hotel. And every week, there you are, checked in under your real name, risking your life. I called there tonight. I called and asked for the one and only Steve Olivas. The uh, the clerk at the front desk did not seem impressed by that intro. It was as if she had never heard of you before, except for when she took your credit card. So, you know, props to you. I guess I can't believe that, you know, our tens of fans aren't pounding on your door every night when they find out where you're staying. Now, I don't know if they want to see you or tar and feather you. Either way, but you're you're out there. You are the real you, so good for you. Well, and you know I'm going to be in Indianapolis in a couple of months, and I will go by the name Art Deco when I'm at that <laughs> hotel, just to keep the Breakwell clan at bay. Oh, we will find you. There's there's no hiding from my kids, trust me. But don't worry, they would they would not come in with a thousand feet if you. I've warned them. You stay away from that psychologist. <laughs> They're the dangerous sort. A step away oh, from witches. Now I feel... <laughs> I have to lure them. Maybe, perhaps I'll be uh, Graham Crackers. That may get them toward me. What? Graham I'm crackers. confused about your goals all of a sudden. <laughs> oh, well, I don't want your kids. I'm like Uncle Steve to them now, man. Oh, I think they're only vaguely aware of your existence. You're the guy who does videos on the weekends when we don't have to dance, and my kids are greatly relieved. <laughs> Well, that segues into my compliment for you, which is I have learned over the year now, that almost a full year we've been doing this. We have our anniversary coming up. That's going to be a Aww. big show. <laughs> I know. It's touching in a very awkward way. But uh, I have learned over this year that it doesn't matter what I send to you. You put it up for public consumption. Yes. <laughs> My Periscope videos, you just retweet them, and so everybody gets to watch whatever I do on the weekends. But this last penalty video, I thought, well, Breakwell is always very cautious about making sure to massage this in a politically correct and <laughs> genteel direction. The one that you put up this last week, I thought, this is going to blow the lid off everybody. We're going to lose all of the followers that were on Breakwell's side. And uh, to your credit, you didn't flinch. You just put it right up there. And I... I don't know what it was like for you internally when you saw that, but I can only imagine you were sufficiently impressed and possibly your spirits uplifted. I uh, I decided after the macaroni one where you faked a macaroni orgasm <laughs> that I really there was no going below that. No matter what happened, we were that was my moment of truth when I saw that video. I was like, do I post this or do I just bail now? <laughs> And I posted it, and after that, I was just all in. Whatever garbage you send me, it's going up, and people just know to expect that. They know if it's a Steve week, they're going to be traumatized. We've warned them sufficiently. If they click that link at this point, that's on them. So I felt no pity. I sent it out there. I was I was mildly amused and mildly horrified. It was the usual mix, but it was it was a classic Steve performance. So I, we, we know what to expect. Ah, well, I'm... Glad that you at least know me for what I am. So, very good. And uh, before we flip the quarter, I do want to plug that we are very soon, and I, I want to keep hitting this for the few weeks as a lead-in, but we're going to start that second podcast. And uh, by the way, a couple of people panicked a little on Twitter. You and I, I just want to confirm, we're not abandoning wrong and wrong. Absolutely not. This is an not. adjunct, my, not a replacement. My, my guiding principle is I never quit anything, no matter how much I should. Once I start a project, <laughs> it just continues on for life. I'll be 60, there'll be two 
people listening to these podcasts, and I'll still be pumping them out. But it'll just be me by then because Steve will have been dead for 20 years. But we're just going to keep oh, going. God. I'll die on the air. That'll boost ratings. <laughs> the episode where your least favorite host finally leaves. Yes. <laughs> and yet you're still there. It's very confusing to people. So, yes, that 10 minutes to save your marriage will be in addition to Wrong and Wronger. And uh, send Breakwell your marital questions and issues, and we will handle them. And James also wanted to emphasize that one will be half serious. Yeah, well, I, I, I guess we haven't recorded one yet, so we'll see. I would like it to still be <laughs> funny. You seem to have actual useful information, seeing as how you make a living off of this. So we'll see what happens. One person who has something to say and one person has nothing to say collide it's the um, the uh, unstoppable force versus the immovable object so we'll see how this plays out it might just be us fist fighting by the end it might be us hugging and feeling <laughs> sick to our stomachs i don't know we'll see how it plays out <laughs> yeah, either way that ends badly for me i don't know <laughs> all right the guam quarter of fate has made its way to pa to pennsylvania with me and uh, james explain the two sides of the quarter what will they all represent right heads when up this gets i am flipped. arguing hard shell tacos tails up i am arguing soft shell tacos all right hard shells is heads soft is tails the quarter is on tails I am. so you have soft shell thank god once again the guam quarter of fate <laughs> has gifted me the winning argument you need to get better at flipping that thing man that quarter is clearly on my side soft shell tacos are where it's at it gives you the flexibility and mobility to eat a taco how you want you can you can wrap it as tightly as you want or as loosely as you want to fit in more or less meat to suit your diet you can uh <laughs> basically you can you can totally pack it in for cleaner eating so that none of the juices leak out um, you can heat it up in the in the microwave to make it even softer or more pliable or you can eat it straight out of the fridge to make it a little bit crisper when you get that hard shell taco i mean there's only one way that's coming to you it's one size it's one you know one texture and that thing's gonna snap apart if it has any pressure applied to it. It is an inferior way of eating that has been replaced by the superior soft shell taco. And only cavemen still eat hard shell tacos. It's just the other option there for people who are <laughs> over 90 and can't change with the times. Soft shell tacos are where it's at. <laughs> Well, you know where I stand on the age continuum <laughs> and holding on, clinging to old values and way of doing things. And tacos is no different. When you hear the phrase Taco Tuesday on Twitter, do you think that mealy, squishy, soft shell disaster of gook on your plate when you think Taco Tuesday? Yes. No, you think food trucks, man. You think food trucks in a big circle and hipsters with big beards that haven't been washed in several weeks and beanies that haven't been washed in several months standing in line to get hard shell tacos. And every truck specializes in a different kind of taco. Hard shell tacos also lend themselves to possibly the Picasso of tacos, which is the Dorito Loco taco from Taco Bell. You could not get a Dorito shell if you went soft shell. The Doritos are fabulous and they make for a very piquant. Ooh, that's a good cooking word. <laughs> I'll have to open my own food truck, get some skinny jeans. That'll bring them in. But uh, the, 
Doritos give a nice taste to the shell. And uh, the other nice thing, the shells are useful for other things. You can crumple the shells down and sprinkle them over the top of the ingredients, make a little quasi-taco salad. And uh, you don't get into traffic accidents by trying to eat while you're driving. And the soft shell tacos, they're going to create temptation for you that uh, you're going to want to eat while driving. And then uh, it's like texting while driving, only with more cheese. Those hard shell tacos make you come home and eat at the table with your family. I don't know what you have against family, James. <laughs> especially given the number of kids you have. But I don't want to eat solo in my car. I'm on the road enough by myself. I want to have my family around and a nice fire in the fireplace and uh, possibly a little bit of Orson Welles in the background. <laughs> I'm glad you've acknowledged the superiority of uh, the superior mobility, that is, of soft shell tacos. You agree there's no way to eat a hard shell taco in your car or anywhere else for that matter. The hard shell tacos are just awkward to eat. Because again, they're super breakable. You have to keep them pretty much upright. So half the time when people eat them, like you end up bending your head to the side and chomping yes. down. Yeah, it's why would you want to eat that? What other food do you eat by twisting your head to the side? Because if you twist the taco to the side, all your toppings fall out. Because there's nothing to hold them in there. It's just like it's like it's folded just between a piece of paper that's hard. I mean, it just it all rolls out. There's nothing there holding it in. So you are conforming yourself to the food rather than the food conforming itself to you. It's it's a very backwards way of doing it. In terms of quantity, like if you want any meaningful quantity of meat at all, anything more than a teaspoon, <laughs> you've got to have a soft shell taco. Those hard shell tacos, you get the tiniest little bit of meat in there, and then you're full to capacity. And if you put a second scoop in there, it's going to snap in half, and you have taco salad by default, not by choice. I favor choice, and that's why I favor the soft shell tacos. And when you go to those places that make burritos the size of your head, any place that makes giant burritos, they always, always use soft shell. You can't do giant hard shell anything. I mean, hard shell is made for one thing and one thing only. Tiny quantities and people who want to bend their heads to the side and eat in the most uncomfortable position possible. I mean, I'm surprised they don't come with a choking warning. There's no way that's good for going down your throat. And for somebody as old as yourself, I would think you'd want the soft shell taco to reduce your risk of death. I mean, why are you taking these chances? You know what I like? <clears throat> because I'm a traditionalist <laughs> and I'm a romantic at heart. When is the other time you ask the semi-rhetorical question? I don't think you expected me to give you an answer of what else do you eat when you turn your head that way? I'm going to broaden it from not just eating, but what activity <clears throat> What activity do you engage in when you tilt your head to the side like that? The answer is kissing. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, uh, you, you can't go straight in with a kiss. If one of you is wearing a ball cap, you're going to impale the other one in the forehead, or you're going to bump noses. It's just a weird thing. You turn your head to the side, and then that creates warmth and intimacy. And when you kiss your taco... I just shivered picturing you making out with this hard shell taco. I just... Oh my God. These are mental images I don't need. Our listeners certainly don't need. What are you doing? I, I don't know, but I'm going to continue down this path. Because abort, this is like abort. when the Germans bomb Pearl Harbor. I'm just on a roll. Let me go with it. That's a movie reference you don't get. Don't Pearl Harbor. Oh, I saw that movie. It's one of the worst movies ever made. But that, that's neither here nor there. The only big disaster bigger than the Pearl Harbor movie is Hard Shell Taco. So please continue on with your national <laughs> tragedy. Ben Affleck, Liv Tyler, when the Germans bomb Pearl Harbor. If you saw... What? The Germans bomb Pearl Harbor? What are you talking about? Did you see the movie Animal House? No, I didn't see Animal House. I thought you were talking about the actual movie, the, the Pearl Harbor movie that was so bad where they made it out like we somehow won Pearl Harbor. It was, it was ridiculous. 
Let me just clarify. You've never seen the movie Animal House. I think, is that the one with uh, John Belushi? <laughs> I think I've seen parts of it. I've never seen the whole thing. I, again, you're in the gap of movies I haven't seen. Between like 1965 and 1987, I haven't seen any of those movies. I've seen all the stuff before and all the stuff after. So you you just continue to leave live in this no man's land that, again, has nothing to do with hard shell tacos. No, but it does speak to your character and your votability. We'll get to that after this. The last thing I wanted to say is that the hard shell, well, two things that I want is hard shell tacos. You mentioned that they hold their form and what that allows you to do is stand it upright. They're making the hard shell tacos with a flat bottom now. So they stand upright and you can line them up and just slap those ingredients in one after the other, like eggs in a tray. It's just fabulous. And you do get quantity control. So you get the right amount of meat to cheese to lettuce or any way anyone's particular take on tacos you get controls in there that you it's not just a free-for-all the wild west of tacos <laughs> where everybody slaps stuff on willy-nilly this is not a taco buffet this is a taco and exquisite meal that we're having this is fine dining taco that i'm talking about and that can only happen with hard shells i'm glad that you admitted that the the original design of hard shell tacos was inherently flawed it would fall over if you set it on a plate so they had to remake it after hundreds of years of trial and error and say, hey, maybe we should make this bottom flat. And it's still not as good as a soft shell taco, but they did had to they had to redesign it from the <laughs> ground up to try to compete with soft shell tacos, and they couldn't do it. Soft shell tacos are easy to store, too. Those tortillas, they lie flat. You toss them in the fridge. You can toss a hundred of them in there and take up no space at all. And then when you're ready, five minutes to brown the ha the the taco meat, you pull them out. You toss those those tortilla shells in the microwave for a few seconds, and you are good to go. Hard shell tacos are a production. You have to get to store them carefully because if, if anything touches them, they get all crunched up, and then you've just got you've got hard shell taco crumbs. I mean, they they practically have to come wrapped in bubble wrap. They're just but you you can't break a soft shell taco. It's in the fridge. You can slap it around. It can fall on the ground. Still in the plastic package. You can't damage it. You pull it out of there. You break the seal. It is still good to go. It is made to last. It is made to endure. It is the way of the future. You need to vote for soft shell tacos. Yes, your argument is like breaking the seventh seal. That's what it reminds me of. That's another movie you have no idea about. Because No, that might have been 88. Demi Moore and uh, the guy who was uh, Kyle Reese in The Terminator, a movie you never saw, I'm pretty sure. We need to, anyway, we need to do this... a movie podcast. It's just you talking about movies and me just nodding, having no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I think we already do. It's called Wrong and Wronger. <laughs> I will say that as I sit here and thinking about this, soft shell taco is, is an oxymoron. Like, it's not a taco. That's like a burrito. A taco is a taco. Lasagna is lasagna. A soft shell taco doesn't exist. There is no self-respecting person who has an accent like Tattoo from Fantasy Island that would eat a soft shell taco because they would call it something different. It doesn't make sense to, to uh, whoever Julio Ortega was that makes the taco shells. The traditionalists eat tacos the way tacos are meant to be eaten as tacos. Any argument other than that has got to come from Breakwell, and it's not going to be Don't right. talk to me about traditional tacos or real tacos. Your primary taco examples tonight have been from food trucks and Taco Bell, okay? This is not... <laughs> This is not the way tacos were originally intended. But soft-shell tacos have a long and storied history. And they have tacos right in the name. Hard-shell taco, soft-shell taco. There's just as much okay. taco in both names. 
Well, then I'm going to create a lasagna pan taco. And just because it has taco in the name, we're going to call it a taco. You know, there's taco pizza out there, too. That one has the hard (laughs) shell, but it's all mashed up. Because, again, tacos in their natural form, the hard shell form, are unusable. (laughs) It's like, what the heck can we do? I guess I'll smash it up with a hammer and dump it on a pizza. Maybe it won't be quite so terrible. I mean, people have had to get creative just to figure out how to endure and consume these things. But soft shell tacos are soft shell tacos. Nobody's dicing them up and making other recipes with them. Because there's only one thing you need to do. What they're perfect for. A soft shell taco is perfect for being a soft shell taco. It is a full self-contained meal. It delivers you know, happiness straight to your face. Why would you need anything else? You are making our Hispanic viewers cry right now <laughs> with your your gringo interpretation of taco. This is all hipster stuff. I'm talking tradition. Well, James, we got to get out of here. We're almost at the 20 minute mark, and we have to. I flip the quarter, and you roll the dice. Yes. You've got to tell everybody what numbers to vote for when they want to vote Olivas. Oh, they will not. Only only the sad and confused would do that. The true taco haters. So I have the dice right here. And let's go ahead and roll it. So if you want to vote for me, vote for 52. 52? Ooh, Mike Webster. If you want to vote for Steve, vote 76. 76. Oh, man. I don't know if I can come up with a 76. There's the 76ers and Dr. J, (laughs) Mo Cheeks. And if you want to vote for the random one and throw away your vote, (laughs) vote for 82. And then, of course, there will be a, a... John Stallworth! There will be another random... Sorry. I'm just not even going to encourage you. I'm not even going to acknowledge your random <laughs> shouting of names. I noticed. But it, you're like Jerry Reed in, in uh, Smokey and the Bandit. You just keep the truck rolling. I, that's, that's what I got to do. That's <laughs> This is this is Steve's random reminiscence corner where he shouts out random <laughs> name associations with numbers. <laughs> this, is, this is the only reason you agreed to the podcast. This is what you look forward to so much. Oh, someday I'm going to start just sitting here on Wikipedia and pulling up every one of these references you make to see if, the num- if there's any correlation with these numbers and these names. Uh, but there will be a fourth option out there um, that will be completely random and uh, everyone will vote for it. And that's okay because that siphons off their votes so that the people who truly know what they're talking about and want to vote for soft shell tacos will not be affected because all those votes for the fake options don't count. So if you want to throw away your vote, vote for a fake option or vote for Steve. If you want to vote for the real winner, vote for for James Breakwell. You know what's funny is some people who leave you comments, they say, I actually watched the podcast, but I still threw my vote away. Yeah, because that, that is a thing. That is a growing phenomenon. They just Some people just want to watch the world burn. That's all I can conclude. Ooh, Michael Caine and Batman. Yes, nice. Yes. So, you, ooh, ooh, you got one of my references. That was like nice. two weeks ago. Of course I got that reference. It's all <laughs> That's over the about internet. When you graduated high school, I know. <laughs> All right, so uh, Breakwell is 52, Olivas is 76, and the extra, the nonsensical vote number is 82. Watch the video, listen on SoundCloud, iTunes. James, man, you've been plugging iTunes hard, and it has shown. The numbers have gone huge up in the atmosphere with those. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Podcast Addict. And, of course, our home base, which is YouTube, watch and vote. Listen and vote. And uh, become a part of Wrong and Wronger. Uh, James, we got to get out of here, man. What words of wisdom do you have well, to close the show? The, uh, the vote, as always, is on Twitter, at Exploding Unicorn without the E. On Facebook, it's Exploding Unicorn with the E. Both votes are valid. You can double vote if you want, but only if you vote for me. If you want to vote for Steve, please, please vote zero times. 
Wow, you must really enjoy those penalty videos that I do. I imagine you watched <laughs> the one I sent you last week a hundred times. It's, uh, you know, it, there's really no good choices here because every time uh, you make one of those videos, it just destroys all the momentum we build up. But every time I lose, it hurts my pride, and then I have to go dancing in a leotard, and that hurts me too. So there's really there's, oh, there's man, no good outcome so here ways. for me. All right. Well... We got to wrap it and get out of here. So until next week, another epic in the can, wrong and wronger. This is Steve Olivas, Dr. Steve for James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell saying thanks for watching and thanks for listening, everybody. And remember, as I sometimes do, two wrongs can make a right. <laughs>